You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is Rick Schisler, your host of the Weekly Business Hour. I want to welcome you to today's show and thank you for listening. You know, the Weekly Business Hour is where Montgomery County and businesses now throughout the world uh, come to talk about the latest in business news, ideas to improve your business, and be part of the conversations that can make a real difference in your business. So, again, we appreciate you joining us today. The show today is sponsored by OneBestConsult.com. That's the number one bestconsult.com. I am the owner and founder of onebestconsult.com. That's a place where you can reach out to me and a staff that I work with if you need to talk about your business. You know, many times we own businesses and we get kind of lonely, is that old expression, lonely at the top, need somebody to talk to about a particular challenge where a business is going. Maybe we're even considering starting a business and we want to talk to someone. I know throughout my career of owning multiple businesses, building them, selling them, I always look for mentors, people to help me, and that's what One Best Consult is all about. I like to tell people it's where you can find common sense business advice for your business because I have over 40 years of experience and I try to use that to help people build better businesses for themselves and their families. And remember, during the show today, if you have a question or observation or comment, just email me at one, that's number one, bestconsult at gmail.com. Or if after the show you want to talk to me, feel free to call me direct, 832-699-2132. Well, today we continue one of our Soup to Nuts conversation. We have a very special guest rejoining us. Ashley Easterwood, the founder owner of Springwood Marketing, is back again. This is our third show and final show on digital marketing. So I hope you enjoy it. And remember that if you missed one or both of the other shows that came on the past two Mondays, you can always go to our archives. We had podcast, videocast posted right here at the IRLoneStar.com website, OneBestConsult.com website, as well as our page on Facebook and our channel on YouTube. So you can go back and follow the series. It's meant to be a soup to nuts from beginning to end series. So it's great to listen to the first show all the way through the third show. And I think you're going to find a lot of wonderful information, very current information. That's very important to me, particularly in digital marketing, that you're up to speed on what's going on now. Well, before we go any further, I want to start the show off. Uh, Ashley, you've been so kind to join us on previous two occasions. And we're here today, and we're going to kind of try to wrap this thing up. I know we got a lot to cover, so let's get started. Uh, the first point, and I remake this point as I have in the last two shows, you got to have a plan. You got to have a strategic marketing plan, uh, and don't let that word strategic scare you, folks. It just have a plan so you can rifle shoot, you can narrow in and spend your dollars, create that value. That's one thing, Ashley. I think you're big on as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, what I want to start out talking about today is content automation. And a lot of people don't know what that is. It may seem like a scary term as well. But what I found with small businesses is everyone is lacking time. Um, they have a lot of ideas that they want to put in place, but they don't have time to implement all of them. So one thing that has been made easier and easier with technology is automating our marketing. Um, there's a few different ways to do that. You can automate through social media. You can automate 
content on your website and through email. So the first one is that I'd like to talk about is social media. A lot of people want to post multiple times a week, but they don't have time when they're running the business and wearing so many hats to sit down and post three times a week. So what you can do is actually pay for a service or use a free service. The one that I recommend is Hootsuite, and it allows you to post to three different social media platforms for free. Um, They have other packages as well, so you can post more times or you can add more accounts. But that's a great resource so you can sit down once a week and line out your posts for the entire week for all of your platforms. That sounds like a good thing for a business owner to do on a Sunday afternoon or Saturday, uh, which is when I do my work late on Sunday afternoons, early Sunday evening uh, to get ready for the new week. So you're saying you can actually post your put your postings in line and then Hootsuite or one of the other products out there will actually make sure they go out on a timely basis. Yes, you um You do have to take the time, obviously, to decide what your content and pictures are going to be, but you can set up your posts for the entire week. You can actually go farther out if you want to, but I would recommend doing it on a week-to-week basis because things come up and you may want to feature certain items for that week. Um, The free plan on Hootsuite actually only allows three, but Facebook lets you post and schedule posts as well. So if you have the recommended four that I always tell people to have, you can schedule three and do Facebook on its own platform scheduled out. Um, There's also a pretty neat dashboard. So you can open up all of your platforms in one spot and see how people are reacting on Twitter versus Facebook, LinkedIn to your posts in one spot. Well, that makes a lot of sense to me. You know, another thing about automation, and I think it's critical even to a small business, a main street business. And again, they don't take a lot of time. It's something you're, you've talked about a little bit, and that's just automating, tracking your potential customers and your prospects and your customers. Talk to us a little bit about, you know, the, the platforms that you are available out there to do that kind of thing. So one thing that I always recommend is to have some sort of email system in place. And the email systems, such as Constant Contact, which we most of us have heard about, Um, they've been around for a long time, but they've changed so much. I started using Constant Contact 10 years ago to send out a monthly newsletter for the company that I worked for. And that's all we did with it. But now there is a complete dashboard that allows you to link your Constant Contact or your MailChimp um, with your website, and you can create specific landing pages. So you're not necessarily sending out a newsletter on a weekly basis, but you could feature a certain product the same way that you would on social media within an email. And you don't send people to your homepage, but you send them to that landing page. And similar to the Google Analytics that we've talked about a few times on the show already, you can actually go in and see how many people are clicking on the links in your emails and which pages of your website they're going to and make adjustments. Well, that's interesting. Now, how do we tie all this into our website? I mean, the website to me is kind of home base, right? Yes. In digital marketing. So how do we tie this in, like the email marketing and whatnot? Uh, how does that all work? So the emailed platforms that we have now actually link directly with your website. Um, Another one that a lot of people have heard of is MailChimp. And MailChimp works great with WordPress, which is the most used website development 
um, tools. So what you could do is link your MailChimp with your website and create those specific landing pages for your emails to go out on and track how people are responding to those landing pages. And then another thing that you can do is create custom forms. So you put the forms on different pages of your website and see which products or services are encouraging people to fill out a form because that can be a big step. So many people are asking for email addresses and contact information right now that the average consumer is reluctant to put that into a website. Um, one thing that you can do if your product or service isn't enough to have them fill out the form, you can add some sort of incentive. You can give them 10% off or free shipping. Um, if it's a service where education is a big part of what you're doing, create an ebook. You know, take a few hours to put together some of your articles that you've written into a downloadable ebook. And have people add their email to get access to that. There's a lot of incentives that we can put on a website to encourage people to actually provide information so that we can stay in touch with them. You know, let me add an encouragement to that because, again, I find a little bit of a roadblock when I talk to clients about this because they have to, quote, unquote, create. But every, like you say, every business has built-in incentives. If they'll just take a second and push back the chair, whether, like you mentioned, Take some articles, blogs, anything you've written, put it in a little ebook. Ebooks are not hard to create, uh, or some kind of percent off or a special discount free. It's right there, and I find people kind of freeze up and they say, "Well, I've got to do what? How do I do that?" And it, this is not hard, is it? No, it's really not. Uh, it can be intimidating, but one thing that I like to do is just sit down with people and talk to them about their business. If I ask you about a product and you can talk to me about it for five minutes, then you could write an article on that product. And sounds, it sounds like we're telling our story again, doesn't it? That yes. good old business story. <laughs> That's right. But, you know, you're right about that. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but the idea that I just tell my story or talk about my product, that's what we're really asking people to do. Yeah, most people, if you have a business, you could talk about your product for an hour. But when it comes to writing something down, people just freeze up. It's really not that hard. Just think about the conversation that you would have with someone and write it down. People want to read candid, honest articles. It doesn't have to be technical. It just needs to tell your story. And it needs to be written in a way that people can actually read it and understand it. So just write it the way that you would speak to someone about your product. Well, Ashley, believe it or not, we're already at the end of that first segment. We're doing real well. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a short break and when we come back. We're going to Ashley's going to give us sort of a summary of social media tips. So I hope you'll stay with us and listen to the tips. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. What is homelessness? Have you seen parents struggle to find a job without having transportation or childcare? What about the children sleeping in cars with nothing to eat? Families shouldn't have to struggle to survive, and children should not be homeless. Family Promise of Montgomery County serves the needs of homeless families and their children. Learn about ways you can help and learn about partnership opportunities 
at www.familypromiseofmc.org or call our day center at 936-441-8778. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. This is Rick Schisler, your host of the Weekly Business Hour, and thank you for being with us. Uh, We're in the second part of our show. We're visiting, having a great conversation, I believe, with Ashley Easterwood, the founder owner of Springwood's Marketing, Soup to Nuts, Digital Marketing. We're kind of coming down the home stretch, Ashley. Uh, let's start off with social media tips. Uh, I know you've given me a, gosh, a great list of things that kind of an ABC that people need to follow. So why don't you take it away and give us those tips? Well, one of the things you always talk about is common sense experience, common sense advice. And so one that kind of seems like common sense to me is actually a problem that comes up very often when someone decides to take the step to hire someone to manage their website or social media and the agreement that we send them asks for their login information. No one knows how to get into the sites. Oftentimes we have to create, we actually have to create new social media accounts because they don't know how to get into them. So seems like common sense, but Write down all of your passwords in one place for your social media. If you have some sort of platform for email, website, put it on the same document so that when someone asks for it, you can just hand it to them. Um, Another thing that I want to talk about is the fact that social media is, it's a time for us to actually be social, but a lot of people are just posting and they're not encouraging a conversation. So when you're thinking about what you're going to post on social media, think about how you can engage people because the more that other people are posting comments, your um, posts are actually going to move up and be seen more. So try to actually start a conversation. Don't just provide information, but ask questions. You can post a poll on Twitter and Facebook and just get people involved with what you're doing. Another thing that you can do is when you post and someone likes your post, but they haven't liked your page, go through and see how many people liked it and they're not actually liking your page and invite them to like your page. That's a great way to get more people to following your business page. Um, Another thing that we hear a lot about is boosting. And you have to pay Facebook to boost a post and everyone doesn't want to give money to Facebook. But you can encourage people to like and share your post in other ways. If you're willing to give $20 to someone but not $20 to Facebook, offer a gift card and post some requirements on there. You can say, like and share my page with your friends and be entered into a drawing. That's a great way to get more people to follow your page without actually paying Facebook and A lot of times those people who like because there's a drawing or some sort of incentive, giving tickets away, something like that, they're actually local. So they're more likely to actually want to buy your product or service. 
That's interesting. One of the things you talked about, too, were using hashtags. Mm -hmm. And I don't really kind of, I understand what a hashtag is, but I don't get how hashtags really can help me get more notice. So a hashtag should be relevant to what you're posting. And specifically on Twitter and Instagram, it allows you to reach people who aren't following your page the way they would follow it on Facebook. And actually LinkedIn just added the ability to add hashtags as well. And they're actually encouraging you to do it. If you start typing a post on LinkedIn, now they'll, they'll have hashtags pop up and say, these might be great to add with what you're posting. So anyone who searches for that hashtag will see your information, regardless of if they've ever heard of you or your business before. Um, another thing that we encourage people to do is come up with a hashtag that is specific to their business and use that one hashtag every time you post. There's no limit to how many hashtags you can use. So you can use hashtags that are specific to your post. And then that one hashtag that goes with your business should be added every single time. Yeah, it sounds like hashtags then are another way for people to search or find you. Yes. And in this case, possibly accidentally because they're just searching that hashtag and all of a sudden you've got a new set of eyes on what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And if you're in a specific area, I typically put a hashtag for the Woodlands or Conroe. You can also add a hashtag for Texas if, if you want to expand a little bit more. But just think of all the words that you would want associated with the post and add those as a hashtag. That's interesting. That could be a lot of fun to do. Another thing I've not quite understand is, is links to your website. Uh, I have come to understand that that's fairly important in today's world to get people to come take your, a look at your website. Talk about links a little bit. So one thing that a lot of people do on social media is they see an article and they share it. And that's all they do. Well, that's great, but you're sending people to a different website, not your own. So the topic may be related to what you do at your business, but it's not leading them to see your specific products. So this comes back to creating original content and adding a blog to your website that people can go to. And you always want to share your own website. So if there's an interesting article on someone else's site, occasionally, sure, share that on your page. But you don't want all of your posts to just be sending people to other websites. Send them to your own website. Well, that makes a lot of sense to me. Kind of wrapping up that area, are there any other tips that you would like to leave us with? Um, one thing that I'd like to add about the hashtags is that you can't use symbols. And I see people doing this quite often. So they might want to add an ampersand or a dash. That breaks your hashtag. And so the information following that symbol is not included. So never do that. Spell out the word and or just leave it out. You don't need to include every single word within your hashtag. Well, let's move on now and talk about just a couple, three SEO frequent asked questions. I know we covered SEO quite a bit in a previous uh, conversation, but kind of wrap that up for us as well, please. Um, one thing I like to talk about is headings on your website. A lot of times people have this idea in mind and how they want the page on the site to look. And so if they're managing the site themselves, they may go in and say, well, H1 is the biggest heading and I want to have all large fonts. So I'm just going to use H1. 
that is not a good thing to do. Google actually ranks your page based on the importance of your headings, and that's why they're all numbered. So you should only have one heading, one first heading, and then your subheadings would be an H2. And if you've never looked at the dashboard, you probably have no idea what I'm talking about. But if you go in and look at your website, think about the way that you're organizing your text and don't just choose different font sizes based on the way you want it to look. There's a SEO element that is a part of all of those settings. Anything else on the SEO frequently asked questions that might be, because that's a great technical comment that people don't get aware of. Is there any, or not aware of, excuse me, anything else? Um, When you're adding your links to your content, you do not need to add ands and the different connections. You need to be very direct with the links to all of your pages. So keep that in mind. Don't just have a a set of numbers. A lot of times, if you haven't changed your settings on your website, there's just a series of numbers associated with your post. And that's not helpful to people who are searching for specific words that you're writing about. Social media frequent asked questions. I mean, that's a huge topic. Um, Kind of summarize social media. We spent a lot of time talking about it. I've come to understand it from visiting with you over a period of time, how important and what it can do for us. And and I want to make sure people that are listening understand all of this is optional. It's marketing. You do what you want to do. But these things can really help you bring in new customers, new business. So it gets down to what your marketing plan is and whether you're really interested in creating new business. So talk to us and summarize that social media situation for us. Okay. Well, To be fair with what you're saying, everything is optional and everything is always changing. So it's definitely important to pay attention to what you're doing and your analytics. Um, Specifically for social media, a lot of people think that they need to post multiple times a day. I've had people call and ask if I would post five times a day every day. And I say, no, you're not a good client for me. You don't want to overwhelm people. It's not so much about how often you're posting if, if you don't have good content and original content, it doesn't matter. And actually, you can scare people away by posting too much. You need to find the sweet spot for your business. And I can't just tell you a number that's perfect for everyone. It depends on the type of business that you have, how often you should post. But I will say that you need good content. So write one article, break it up into a few different posts and feature different elements of that article. That's great but don't post too often. If you have less than 10,000 followers on Facebook, you shouldn't be posting more than once a day. People will stop following you. Um, A lot of times people also think about video because that's becoming a very big presence on social media, um, not just YouTube anymore. And they think they need to hire a company who's going to charge them $1,000 a minute. If you're making a commercial Yes, you probably should hire that professional, but you can post a live video or record yourself and post it to YouTube and people are interested. You need to have a good mix of professional content and candid things as well. So go ahead and shoot that Facebook live video. It's, it's not a problem for a business as long as you're talking about business. And that's another thing that we should probably discuss as well. Your personal page is for personal things. Your business page should be focused on your business or something related to business. Keep it professional. 
think about the language that you're using and um, foul language that you're using, <laughs> which we see a lot. Um, and just always keep in mind that it's a business page. It's also important to know that your business page is linked on the back end for you to access it, but everything that you post on your business page does not show up on your personal page. And that's a misconception that a lot of people have. They are very much separate. However, we do recommend that you share your business posts onto your personal page so that you can get it in front of more people, people who know you and recognize that you're a credible person to do business with and maybe just forgot that you're in that line of business. So just stay in front of people, especially people who know what you do. You know, and let me add a caveat here, something as I was listening to you, I can, I can sense that or see it in the eyes, so to speak, of people listening. Some people saying, gosh, again, this stuff is kind of overwhelming. And I think that this is one thing you have options. And one of the options is to find someone who works for you and your employee. And I've talked to several people in the retail industry recently where they had an employee who really had an interest in this area. And they sort of gave, they gave them the responsibility to coordinate the social media and whatnot, of course, with their approval. And that's one thing. Don't hand it off and just let it go. It's your business. Check what's going on out there. Of course, hiring a professional like you is another option. But this is good stuff, and it really can help the business. And the investment is a lot cheaper than sending out 10,000 pieces of mail uh, for the coverage that you're going to get. Any other things on social media that you would like to impart to us before we sort of summarize everything and close out today's show? Um, one more thing that I wanted to add is that you shouldn't only use the platforms that you're comfortable with. Use the platforms that are best for your business. So do a little bit of research and find ones that are actually going to benefit your business. Otherwise, you're wasting time. And small business owners do not want to waste time. No one wants to waste time. So just be efficient in what you're doing and consistent. And if you don't know how to manage those platforms, as, as you just mentioned, find someone who works at your company and give them some guidelines on what you would like posted, the voice, the tone that you would like for the business, and let someone else manage it for a while. See how that goes. Well, we're down to the end. Ashley, first of all, thank you so much. We've had, I believe, three wonderful, very, very informative shows. I believe we met the challenge soup to nuts. One final word of wisdom for us as far as jumping into digital marketing. What is it? I would say just give different things a chance. Don't be intimidated by the fact that it's digital marketing and maybe you're not a technical person. Just give it a shot and see how things go. Follow up, make sure what you're doing is working. And if it's not, try something new. Well, with that encouragement, if people would like to reach out to you and talk to you, perhaps engage you, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Um, they should just call me directly. The number is 832-663-9195. Well, again, Ashley Easterwood with Springwood's Marketing. Thank you so much for being our first Soup to Nuts, our topic, digital marketing. And again, I encourage you to go back. Uh, these uh, video cast podcasts have been posted right here at the station, IRLoneStar.com, on our webpage at one, the number one bestconsult.com, as well as on our YouTube channel, the Weekly Business Hour, Facebook page, the Weekly Business Hour, and other social media. So it's readily available. I encourage you to listen to the whole series because I, if you're already into digital marketing, it only can help what you're doing. If you're thinking about starting or concerned about starting, great place to get educated so you get off the ground well. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to our bottom of the hour break. When we come back, I'm going to offer a summary of today's program and talk about what one of my clients has done with their digital marketing. See you soon. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question, comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station on IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in Western Swing, Honky Tonk, Zydeco, Texas Blues, Outlaw Country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Did you know there are more than 790 abused and neglected children currently in foster care in Montgomery County? Will you help make a difference? I'm Allie Stevens with Costa Child Advocates of Montgomery County. We train and support volunteers to be the voice of children in the foster care system. Kids are moved from their home because of abuse and neglect, and we need volunteers just like you to advocate for these children. To learn more about becoming an advocate, please visit costaspeaksforkids.com. That's costaspeaksforkids.com. This is Rick Schussler, the host of the Weekly Business Hour, welcoming you back to a continuation of today's show. Uh, we just completed, a, I think, a wonderful conversation with Ashley Easterwood of Springwood Marketing, our soup to nuts conversations, this one on digital marketing. And don't forget, again, you can find a podcast of the show, a video cast, YouTube, the Weekly Business Hour channel, onebestconsult.com, as well as right here at Lone Star Community Radio on their website, irlonestar.com. I want to take this opportunity to thank again our sponsor of the today's show, one that's the number one, bestconsult.com. And in this particular segment, I want to talk about the digital marketing and talk about some actual examples and kind of recap, uh, particularly what we heard today, but in general. You know, one of the biggest things with, and, and we touched on it on the show today, and we've touched on it before, talked a little bit at some length in the previous broadcast last week, and that's content. Uh, you know, content needs to be original and interesting. And that is the biggest challenge, I'll be frank with you, that I've experienced in working with my clients to get them into digital marketing, into marketing in general, is the need to provide original and interesting content. And people kind of freeze up that they don't have that content. Ashley and I talked about it. Everybody that owns a business has a great story. Uh, That's one of the, uh, the principal things I talk about in general everywhere I go as an encouragement, you have a great business story. First and foremost, you need to learn that business story. You need to tell that business story. 
And as I've said many times, share it with everybody, your employees, share it with your customers, of course, and share it with your vendors. They'll tell your story. There are not enough business stories out there. There's plenty of room for your story. And if you put it out there, you'll be amazed. I think you need to consider very carefully the automation, the email, as you put put your content together. And that's one of the things I was sharing with a client last week. You put together a piece of content. In this case, they were writing an article. It was a specific article related to their business. And I said, look what you can do with that article. You can put it in a newsletter. You can send it out as an email. You can post it on your Facebook page. You can post it on LinkedIn. You can put it on your website. I mean, one article can be put out in so many places. And I would encourage you, don't put it out in all of them at the same time. Kind of bleed it out over a period of 30 days. But all those different places are going to have different listeners, different viewers, people coming to different places. <coughs> Excuse me. So do that. Develop original and interesting content. I assure you, it's in everybody to tell their story. Social media, uh, things that we talked about and I feel very important, post consistently, not five times a day like Ashley said, but post consistently. It's a discipline and it will work for you much better if you post consistently because ultimately what you hope are people looking for your posting. They're looking for a continuation of your story about your new service, your new product. They're looking for a customer testimonial. People want to follow you. They're looking for interesting content in their lives, and you can really create it because they can look at your content in five or 10 seconds. Just keep up with your company. Have a variety of content. <clears throat> Don't be afraid to mix in employee stories as well as customer stories. Have fun doing this. Make it fun. And if need be, as I mentioned in our show earlier, delegate it out to somebody. Work with somebody in the company that might have a little better mindset about it, but be sure you monitor it. The candid video thing that Ashley mentioned is so important. Again, it's a freeze point, as I call it, with clients. They, well, I don't want to spend $500 or I can't, I don't see that hiring a professional. Professionals do excellent work and I can recommend several of them. The idea that I can use my camera on my phone, and I guarantee you've got an employer too that probably can really take some great pictures with their phone because they've worked on it, they've studied it a little bit. But take those candid videos. A service person, their personal story, post it. Talk about what it means working for this company and some of the unique things that have happened to them. There's all kinds of great candid video out there. One of the things that I think is important is that involvement of your employees in your storytelling. You need to not be afraid to, once you've put your story together and once you've shared it with employees, talk to them about the story from time to time. It could be in passing. It could be in a weekly meeting. It could be in a sit down to talk about a customer issue. And then you say, well, after you've solved that, you say, well, you know, thinking about what we did over here and that's part of what we do, reinforce your story to your employees. That's an important thing. I counseled somebody on that recently uh, and it was amazing once they started repeating and talk about that story to their employees, how the whole nature of the business, the, the culture, if you will, of their business changed. So don't be afraid to tell the story. Don't be afraid to repeat it. And let me assure you, social media, regardless of what you read in the press, can be a great way using digital marketing to get that story out there. We're going to take a short break and we come back. I'm going to talk to you in, in our Did You Know series about the current threats to your business. So stay with us. We'll be right back with you. Hey, 
so very much for checking out Jazzy Five Sweet Soul. What? You haven't done so yet? Well, you've got to tune in. Hi, I am the host of Jazzy Five Sweet Soul, Miss C.C. Holmes, and I invite you to check us out every Friday and Saturday from 7 until 9 p.m., where you will get the best in old-school R&B and, of course, a little smooth jazz to make it jazzy. So tune in. That's right, tune in. Every Friday and Saturday right here on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide at IRLongStar.com. Path to the Plate is a research-based education program that helps consumers understand how their food choices impact their health by making the connection to agriculture. Learning about how food is grown and produced and how consumers can make better food choices for themselves and their families, Path to the Plate is all about dispelling myths and misconceptions. Find out more online at pathtotheplate.tamu.edu. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world. You are listening to the Weekly Business Hour, and this is Rick Schistler, your host. Well, we're to that part of the show, what I call Did You Know? Did you know what the current threats to your business are? I want to talk to you for a few minutes about that because many times we get complacent or get busy in our businesses, and we don't consider some of the external, sometimes internal threats. But I really want to talk about external threats, things that are out there. And when I say a threat, don't run for cover. Things you need to be aware of, which you may be able to do something about to protect yourself, or when they're coming, you're aware of them before they hit you real hard. So what are some of these threats? Well, first of all, you have the government. I know a lot of us in business think of government, not necessarily of friends, perhaps enemies, perhaps someone who kind of gets in the way of your success. But, you know, there's some things that are currently going on that I want to make you aware of if you're not already want, aware of them. First of all, tax on Internet sales. Uh, this is out there now. There's been a court case. Uh, it's still being distilled by the Internal Revenue Service, by people in government, people in state governments. Of course, governments, particularly state governments, local governments, run for new tax money. They're looking for ways to do it. Some states have already reacted to this. They're collecting money. The threat to your business, though, if you do sell things over the Internet, is how do you keep track of all the taxing authorities? There are literally thousands of them out there. And this is a threat because if this goes through uh, and it's just a hodgepodge of states, then all of a sudden you have to have a program. You have to have the ability to remit sales tax to thousands, potentially thousands of entities. And this could be a really big nightmare. Be aware of it. Try to follow that issue. See what's happening not only in your own state, but on a federal level. There is some move to push a federal piece of legislation which would unify the tax, the collection, and make it easier because small businesses really can have a problem with this. Economic uh, threat right now, trade. There's a trade war going on here, there, all over the world. 
United States, China, Europe, Canada, read about this constantly in the press. Uh, it's a potential threat. It dribbles down to your business. Last week, I offered some examples of businesses, small businesses, that were being directly impacted already. Be aware of that threat. It's going to raise the cost, in the short term at least, of some of the products that we buy to use in our business, and we need to be aware of that and what we're going to potentially do. Last but not least, from the government tax legislation, there's all kinds of changes. We have a new tax act that's in effect. It's having apparently a very positive effect. It's increasing the economy's doing better. The gross domestic product's up over 4% for the quarter. All kinds of good things are happening, but they're also talking about doing a tax change. They call it 2.0. In other words, the second step. This impacts particularly retirement accounts. Be aware of that legislation. Don't get blindsided if you, in fact, provide a retirement program in your company. Uh, good news about that right here on IRLoneStar.com on the weekly business hour. We're going to have the chairman of the Ways and Means Committee, Kevin Brady, the congressman here in the Conroe-Montgomery County area, on the show in a couple of weeks, and we're going to talk about this. But be aware, wherever you are in this country, in the United States listening, be aware of what's happening if, in fact, particularly if you have retirement accounts. Competitive threats in your business, unemployment right now, very low in most parts of the country. Getting hard to find qualified workers. I hear it from my clients Constantly, it's hard to find qualified workers, even entry-level jobs, hard to find people who are qualified. Uh, some people say hard to find people who pass a drug test. All these things are out there. You need to be aware of it and institute programs, whether it's raising wages, entry-level wages, like some of my clients have done. They've increased their benefits program. They've looked for training. They've looked for other processes. They've outsourced. They're doing a lot of things. Another threat is this great economy. I mean, it's creating people's desire to be in business. It's creating a desire in companies to buy businesses, expand their business. So we have startups. We have competitors that are going to be expanding into your area of business. Be aware of this. It's going to get more competitive out there because it's great to be in business today. And finally, the unknowns, weather-related. We're in hurricane season. We have great fires in the, in the western part of the United States. Make sure your insurance is in place to cover you. Also, make sure you have alternative locations for materials, goods that you might need, companies that may not be in these threatened areas. So in case a business goes out, you can still continue to get the product services that you need to keep your business. And finally, hacking. It never ends. But it's out there every day in the press. Hacking of businesses, government, the electric grid, all over the place. Be sure your business is prepared for this threat with backup and particularly tight internal processes. Because so many times I've seen it with my clients, employees let people in, they don't realize it. It happens all the time with phishing attacks and other things. Make sure your internal policies are tight, your people, your employees who access to computers are trained. Let's reduce the number of surprises and build better businesses together. We're gonna to take our final break of the day. And when we come back from that break, I'm gonna offer you what I call my one best consult tip of the week, and I hope you'll stay with us. It's, do you have the resources to outsource? So be with us, and we'll be right back with you. Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for a summer internship, Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to learn the radio and TV business. 
contact the station at info at IRLoneStar.com or call the station's message line at 936-647-3776. Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world. Does volunteering at a nonprofit horse sanctuary sound wonderful? Or are you a veteran or a veteran spouse and think trying a peer group session through a local Horses and Heroes equine program might be worth trying? Henry's Home Horse and Human Sanctuary, located in Grand Central Park by appointment only, is home to a growing number of rescued and donated horses. Visit our website at henryshomehorsesanctuary.org or check out our Facebook at Henry's Home Horse and Human Sanctuary for more information. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. You are listening to the Weekly Business Hour, and this is Rick Schisler, your host. I want to thank you for joining us today. We're in our final segment. Uh, This is where I offer my one best consult tip of the week. And this week, I'd like to talk about, does your business have the ability to outsource? You know, the more productive we and our businesses are, the more likely we're to be successful. So it's important that we increase our productivity if we're going to build a valuable business. This is a topic, I think, outsourcing that's easy to talk about, but it's very difficult for many companies, particularly small businesses, to implement. Uh, I'm going to try to give you some quick tips that might help you make it happen for your company and create that ability to outsource. So the question, do you have the resources to outsource? Uh, The first thing I recommend, are you open to outsourcing? I don't care the size of your business. You can have one employee, 100 employees, 1,000. I think outsourcing is something we need to consider from time to time. We need to look at our processes. We need to look at our products, our services, how we deliver, how we communicate, communicate from within, how we communicate with our customers, clients, vendors, All of these things, all of these areas can be outsourced in part or not. Uh, You know, the first thing we need to consider is what is the cost to develop, build new technologies? I mean, that is increasing whenever we implement technological changes. And every business is seeing new technology at some place, sometime in the business, whether it's in the back or in the communications area, internal exterior. Think about what it would cost for you to do that versus outsourcing somebody to do it. The time to get to market is growing shorter and shorter. Things are moving faster. Competitors are getting to market real quick. Would outsourcing help you there? And the market is giving less leeway to sell and then correct a problem. We can't just develop a product today and put it out there. It's got to go out right. Otherwise, immediate, immediate feedback hits the airwaves and the digital world takes over. Also, I believe outsourcing allows our smaller companies to compete more effectively against market leaders and larger companies. Look at outsourcing as a competitive advantage. What needs to change within your company for you to outsource? Your process of development and testing products and services probably needs to change. You need to beef up your quality inspection checklist. When you outsource something, a process, a product, 
make sure the incoming supplies or the delivery of that service that you've outsourced, double check it. Make sure it's being handled right. Employee attitudes. When you outsource, people tend to feel threatened, but you need to point out to them, this gives the company a chance to grow. We're not going to outsource everything. We're just trying to grow and stay competitive. And I think lastly, what's important, customer feedback becomes even more important because again, you're relying on a third party to do something, you're outsourcing. So you need to be sure it's being handled correctly. Now the question, what do I outsource? What should I consider? Well, I basically believe any job function, any part or assembly that can be performed better. In other words, done better. Quality and cost both can be done better by a third party. I also believe that you need to look at outsourcing that will allow you, your company, to save production capacity and or capital because you can use those to gain strength and competitive value in other areas. This is like a choice. Choose outsourcing to do this so you can have a better delivery on that. One or two. It's not one or two. It's one and two. So think about this as a competitive advantage, as I mentioned earlier. Think about making choices that help you more competitive in other areas. And the outsource function needs to fit within your company's overall workflow. Workflow to me is defined as how the entire company works and how an order comes in and how it flows through the company, how an accounts payable comes in and goes through the company. Don't diminish your product, services, and delivery of the same. It should not. Outsourcing should improve your product, your service, and the delivery of the same. The key is keep your eyes and ears open for opportunities to outsource. It is just not something to put on the shelf and pull it off when you get in trouble. It needs to be part of your planning process, the constant planning and evaluation of your business. It's just not for startups, but for the most innovative, competitive companies in the market. Outsource is a great tool to make your company more valuable to yourself, your employees, your customers, and your vendors. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of today's show. I encourage you to put a note on your calendar to join us again right here next Monday at IRLoneStar.com at 11 a.m. We'll be starting another soup to nuts conversation in the near future, and you'll get notice of that. And as I mentioned earlier, we plan to have Kevin Brady, the chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee and a congressman here in the Montgomery County area on the show in two weeks on the 20th. going to come in and talk to us about the impact of the Tax Act as well as the new ideas that are being discussed for the second part of creating a better tax environment for you and your business. Look for the podcast of today's show on the weekly Business Hour page. As I mentioned earlier, IRLoneStar.com, Facebook, OneBestConsult.com, or on our YouTube channel as well. And again, as always, thank you for joining us. Remember, stay in touch with what's happening in Montgomery County right here on Lone Star Community Radio. And until next week, stay engaged in your business and keep your focus on what counts in your business. Thanks.